Welcome to Gardens and Plants, a podcast about plants and gardening in the Washington, D.C. metro area. I'm Peggy Riccio, a horticulturist in Northern Virginia. My website, pegplant.com, is an online resource for gardeners in the D.C. metro area. I publish a free monthly gardening newsletter called Peg Plants Post. And my name is Terry Spate, owner of cottageinthecourt.com a website and blog where I share all things beautiful in the garden, from the places I visit, highlighting my favorite plants, books I'm reading, and more. I live in Central Maryland. So Terry, what's going on in your garden? Well, there's still a party going on out there, Peggy. (laughs) Unfortunately, right now, because of all the rains we had last week, the party has been interrupted by some weeds. So for the first time that I can remember, I have to weed a little further in than just the edge of my border. My roses have uh, leafed back out and are really looking good and healthy. The hydrangeas are still putting out those blooms. Um, My tree hydrangeas uh, are also really looking good right now. So everything is lush. Um, I cut my daylilies back, um, the Stelladoros, because I know that they'll relief out and they'll bounce back about mid-August. I've got a lot of shishito peppers. I'm going to start a shishito pepper farm because (laughs) that plant just keeps on giving. It doesn't know when to stop, and I'm okay with that. My micro dwarf tomato uh, has more flowers on it. I plucked two and waiting for them to turn red. I just bought them in the house because I wanted to make sure that the plant didn't halt production by trying to let the green ones turn red. In the heat, tomatoes kind of go into a a dormant phase for a minute until Mm -hmm. things cool down. So other than that, um, well, I'll tell you, well, you know, we got a few things this weekend that I'm going to add, but we'll talk about that later. What's going on in your garden, Peg? Well, I'm enjoying the cucumbers, the peppers, and the tomatoes, and I started my summer squash late, but it's doing well, keeping an eye on the pests and diseases, and I check the plants every day. I look underneath the leaves to see if there are any eggs or anything like that. I don't have powdery mildew, but I know that powdery mildew is a problem because I see it in the neighborhood on the peonies. So if people have it, they should just cut that off and throw it away. Don't put it in the compost pile. Just bag it up, throw it away. I just purchased a scented geranium called French vanilla, and the flowers are supposed to be white. The leaves are actually smaller than you would normally think of for a scented geranium, and the scented geraniums are edible. The flower is edible in the sense that it's not poisonous. You could use it like for a decoration for a cake or something like that, but what I do is I put the leaves in a tin, and then I get a box of pound cake mix, So the leaves go in the tin and then you pour the batter, the pound cake mix inside, and then you bake it. And so it takes in that flavor. So I'm going to try this with the French vanilla to have a French vanilla pound cake. Yeah, that's it. And then I have another scented geranium that does have pretty flowers that are red and pink. And then I use those as a garnish and I could put it as a garnish on the pound cake too. 
But mm. uh, you're right, since we've got so much rain, there there is a lot of weeds. I got to start weeding again, but it's so hot that the only time I can do is in the morning. So I got to get back on the weeding thing. And mm -hmm. But I'm starting to think of saving seeds. Um, so listeners should know the difference between the hybrids and the open pollinated plants so that they know when they save their seeds, if they're saving seeds of a hybrid, then of course, it may not come true to seed. They save the seed and if it's like a, like a burpee hybrid tomato, you'll get mm -hmm. a tomato. It just might not have the same characteristics that burpee had bred, like maybe the flavor or maybe disease resistance. But if it's mm -hmm. open pollinated, it'll keep the same um, characteristics. So for example, like marigolds, I have lots of different marigolds and I just save the seeds. And then um, I have some open pollinated hybrid um, heirloom, heirloom tomatoes, and I'll start saving the seeds of those. And so it's just now is the time you start eyeing things. It's like, oh, this is doing really well. I want to save that, you know, and mm -hmm. then maybe in the next episode, we can talk about how to actually save the seed. Right, right. Because that's intriguing. And mm -hmm. also people might want to remember, don't always just, just throw away your seed. If you think it's old seed, there's a way to test it out, and we'll talk about that next time. But you'd be surprised. And speaking of seeds, now is the time, and you don't want to put it off much longer, to sow seeds for like Brussels sprouts, kale, collards. Um, my kale already bolted because it was just so bloody hot, and it is mm -hmm. a cool season crop. So what Jeffrey didn't eat, the last little bit of it finally put up a bloom the other day, so it's done. But I have sowed trays of cool season crops so that I can plant them. I'm, this gives them time to grow a little bit. Mm -hmm. I can plant them out, still in containers, but also I'm gifting them to new and seasoned gardeners in my community. Because if you share this wonderful act of gardening, you could inspire someone or someone that might didn't have the best season. Here's a second chance, you know? Right. And that's another thing to think of. Like if you have marigolds that did well and you want to save the seeds, think about saving them to give away next year to friends or maybe as a Christmas present or even yep. in seed swaps. Cause we, Hopefully, oh gosh, I hope we have seed swaps in person next year. I don't know what we're going to do, but you could kind of do that virtually. I guess you just mail them. There could be a virtual seed swap. That's right. That's right. And and did we not have uh, the end of the driveway swap thing going on? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a whole, that's another thing is think about saving the seed and then mailing them to cheer up somebody who maybe has been, you know, in their house too long. That's a whole other right. idea. Right. One of my neighbors, um, she got powdery mildew on her squash plant and she just retired. She was really devastated by that. And I told her she could do, you know, a, a solution or she could buy the safer to kind of slow the mildew down. Well, you know, it's humid. We're in Prince George's County. So it's been humid and the rain and the heat, not a good combination. Um, and where her garden was situated, she did not have a lot of air circulation. Mm -hmm. It was on the back end of her deck. So she just, you know, pulled the plant up because she was really concerned. So what I did, because I, I keep seeds, 
uh, I took a container, added some container garden soil, and planted the squash seeds in there, hilled it up. So, and I told her when I dropped it off, that what you're going to have to do, you can't put this back there where the other garden is, because you need to have some air circulating around this. Put it right here, this area she's going to dig up and do something different later this fall. But I said, just put it right there so the air can hit it and you won't have the mildew problem again. Right. So I'm dying to see if it's going to work for her. Now, I'm not sure what kind of squash she planted the first time, but worst case scenario, it's a surprise because mm -hmm. it's a gift, right? you know? That's so, true. Just starting seeds and then giving the, the transplant or the little plant to somebody is a gift. Not everybody's comfortable with starting seeds, but right. so if you can do it, it, then you can do it and then you can give it to somebody after it's germinated. Right. It's all about, I mean, nature gives to us. We should give to others that are inspired by nature. So it's a full circle. So speaking of full circles, we had a good time last Saturday, didn't we? <laughs> yes. So we actually went garden hopping together. Uh, despite this COVID-19, we wore masks though. Mm -hmm. And um, the first place that we went to was Oatlands out in Leesburg and I'm in Alexandria, Virginia. So it took me an hour to get out and I um, did the tollest access road where you pay toll. So I paid toll, but it took me about an hour. How long did it take you? It really took me about an hour as well. And it was really nice to get out in the country. It's definitely out in the country, beautiful, um, beautiful landscape. And Oatlands was um, actually a man named George Carter and uh, received the land back in the late 1700s and built a mansion and um, grew a lot of uh, agricultural crops and everything and had it in his family for 100 years. And then the Eustace family got it in the early 1900s and had it until like 1965 or something like that. And now um, it's open to the public. And so we went there and fortunately there is a bathroom. So if you <laughs> yes. go, the carriage house, there is a, an admission fee. And then the, the carriage house has a little gift shop and a bathroom, which is really nice. And we went in the morning. Uh, but it still did get really hot later on. And the gardens were just absolutely gorgeous. And it really, the mansion was closed. Yeah. Yeah. But the gardens were just, we could have spent, we spent a lot of time in the gardens. Yeah. There's something about a historic Virginia garden. I used to be head gardener for the city of Fredericksburg. So be, be just the familiarity of a historic home and the garden. It just flooded my mind with memories. Um, I remember going to a Christmas tea at Oatlands years ago, and it was just perfect. I mean, the view, it was amazing to me to see how the trees had grown up because they weren't that big when I was there last time, Peggy. But walking those grounds again was amazing. And the grounds are kind of, they're terraced and they're many little um, enclosed rooms and gardens, mm -hmm. lots of statuary. And um, of course, they haven't had staff to keep it up. But still, you could see that it still looked really good, a lot of good structure, good bones, you know. And mm -hmm. the other thing, too, is that, and there are other 
buildings too, not open to the public, but there are other buildings. Um, the other thing is that they still do have the tea and the tea is in person and you can make reservations for that. Mm-hmm. The uh, walled garden. Oh, I could have hidden in the walled garden if I didn't know that we had someplace else to go. <laughs> but that walled garden was phenomenal. There was so mm-hmm. much bee activity there. It, it was just, it was a, a historic Virginia garden. And despite COVID and the lack of volunteers and the changing of hands of the place, despite all of that, the garden was still beautiful. I did not see a lot of overgrown areas with weeds or anything. Some of the plants could have been staked up or pruned back or whatever, but that's everyone's garden right now. Right. It was actually very beautiful and in good shape considering COVID. Yeah. And they were on the um, Historic Garden Week. I think they were scheduled to be on the Historic Garden Week, which didn't happen in April. But it's it's really worth going to see and really good for taking pictures and also for bringing your family, kids running around. There were a lot of picnic tables there I saw in the mm-hmm. distance. Yeah. I could see it being a place, if you just wanted a day out, you could mm-hmm. go to Oatlands, have a picnic lunch somewhere on the lawn, because there were not a lot of people there. There were a few people that had children with them. Um, but for the most part, it really wasn't more than 10 people there. Right. And so you weren't up on top of each other. Right. You had room to pause in front of the flowers. Um, memories of Virginia Gardens to me. Uh, the anemone blanda. The nine bark. The abelia. Right. The butterfly bushes. I mean, they they were just in their full glory. And I love it when you can walk down a garden path and the garden touches you. So the anemone is about to open and a couple of wands were, you know, kind of laying in the walkway. So you couldn't resist brushing by it. Um, But then I knew the plant. There were so many other wonderful things there to look at. The hydrangeas were absolutely stunning. Uh, The hibiscus was beautiful, about to bloom. It was just, it it just, the gladiola, there were a couple of gladiola that were standing up. Um, It was just a very serene place, a place to pause. And for me, it was a timely excursion because it gave me a chance to see something outside of the four walls of my home or my office, you know? Yeah, it was a good getaway. And that's yeah. in Leesburg. And then 20 minutes away, we went to a place in Percival. And mm-hmm. um, it's called the Abernathy and Spencer Greenhouses. And it's a nursery that's been in existence for a really long time. Huge, like five acres. It was just huge. Yes. And they have, um, it's actually, it's the oldest greenhouses in Loudoun County, but it's one of the oldest ones in the mid-Atlantic area. And they have mm-hmm. absolutely every kind of plant you could imagine. So it was there that I found the ingredients to bring the memory of my Virginia garden to Maryland. He had the healthiest looking anemone blanda 
I have seen in a very long time. His prices were awesome. Uh, I love red geraniums and I could not find them towards the end of the time of COVID when the nurseries were just starting to do the, um, you know, uh, touchless shopping. Right. It wasn't the right shade. He had the right shade of red geranium that I was looking for. And that is where I got the scented geraniums I purchased. I love Skeleton Rose. It's a scented geranium that I buy every year. Although, because I couldn't find it earlier this year, now I have it. I'm going to take cuttings. Um, That is one that you can dry the leaves, put them in sachets, and put them in the linen closet. Oh, my goodness, Peggy. It just lends a beautiful scent that lingers on your linens. Another one I got was called Old Spice. That's one also, when I lived in Virginia, I would make sachets. That's more like I'll give them to my nephews. They may or may not use them in their closets, but it's a thought that counts Um, because it's more of a manly scent. Mm -hmm. But you'd be surprised at the things that you can do with scented geraniums. Um, Another one I got was variegated leaf. The, The name of it just went out of my head, but it's like green ruffles. Oh, it's just wonderful. It is absolutely a beautiful, beautiful geranium. Yeah, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They, I got the French vanilla as well. His varieties, not just of, of the geraniums, but he had Brugmansia there. Um, I'm going to write about it on my blog because the health of his plants, you could tell that he's in this because he loves the plant material. He had pots there. He had statuary. He had the prettiest parrots I've ever seen in my life. They were loud, though. <laughs> yeah, and he yeah he had a lot of um, containers um, and a lot of statuary, and he also had um, shrubs, trees, um, edibles, you know, fruits. And I got the monardas because I'm really into monardas right now. And I got monardas, and I got some alliums. And he had shade, he had perennials, he had annuals, he had herbs, he had everything. But I mean, he has five acres and he actually, he grows his own. He propagates and pots up his own. And and you could tell, I mean, and it was really cool. So he had them in all different sizes. He had some unusual things like neem tree, cinnamon, mm-hmm. you know, all kinds of interesting things. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we could have spent a long time there. And I think that that's a place to go to in the spring now because we were there in the afternoon. Of course, it was hot. But I think that that's going to be an annual trip in the spring to stock up, you yes. know, whenever to get a wide variety of things. So that was a real find. Mm-hmm. And and wide variety and unique things. Mm-hmm. His his selection of unique tropicals. Oh, oh yeah, my lots goodness! Of tropicals. Oh, and and healthy things. When mm-hmm. a lot of nurseries you go to now, things are are looking a little less than perfect because we're in July. And the big rush on plant sales is usually around Mother's Day this year. Who knew when it was, you know? Um, But he still had enough merchandise that if you missed the spring, I would definitely recommend going there for your perennials that you can put in in the fall. You might have lost some things with this 100-degree heat. He, It's worth the drive. You could go to a winery when you leave there. You could just 
wander aimlessly around the Virginia landscape because it's absolutely beautiful there. And I think he did say he was totally organic too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the other thing, it says a lot, five acres of plant material and accessories and more. Mm -hmm. And remember when I asked him where his anemone was? He -hmm. knew exactly where it was. Mm -hmm. When you know your stuff, five acres, he knew in that greenhouse over there, up on the hill, should be the second one. He was right on the money. Yeah. Yeah, he was good. Yeah. His name, oh, and his name is David Abernethy. He is the owner so yes. um, he was very nice and very helpful to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're right. I mean, so it was really nice driving out there because then you saw the corn and everything. But growing on the side, it was out in the country. But you, there are a lot of wineries out there, a lot of breweries. Mm-hmm. You can make a day mm-hmm. of it. So that was a real find. Yeah. And that's one for me, because I love supporting local businesses. That is one I will continue to support. Yep. Did you go to any other places? Uh, well, yeah, I kind of ended up in Winchester. Oh, you and, did go um, to Winchester? <laughs> <laughs> it was so hot, I gave up. It's like, oh, no, no, I can't do it anymore. Winchester was 30 minutes away. And believe it or not, I'm a Patsy Cline fan. And so I had to go see the Patsy Cline house. So um, it was not open due to COVID. Uh, it had a cute little garden on the side of the house, though. But there really wasn't much to see. But, um, you know, Patsy Cline uh, means a lot to me. I understand what she sings about. So that's one country singer that um, I appreciate her music and I appreciate uh, the value. So from 30 minutes away, of course, I'm going to go to see the Patsy Cline house. <laughs> So, and I just wanted to share um, real quick before we talk about things going on. Years ago, uh, one of my coworkers, ex-coworkers, she's retired now. We would go gallivanting around the countryside, finding gardens and visiting things. We went to the 10-mile yard sale that I don't even know if it happens anymore. And we went to Winchester to the Apple Festival. I just wanted to share with people, wear your mask. I miss hanging out with my garden people. (laughs) I miss gathering with other garden communicators, my garden friends. It's a simple thing. Then we can beat this thing and we can, you know, carry on almost like before. Things will never go back to the way they were. But It really made me think as I was driving back uh, to my house from Winchester, hanging out with friends, tagging along with friends to gardens near and far is a beautiful shared experience because each person will have a different perspective. Just wear the mask. Let's beat this thing so we can all gather again. Yep, that's true. Yeah. So So as far as things going on, Peg... Um, a couple of things, of course, Virginia has a lot going on, but as far as online stuff, um, the, there's a wonderful 
conference. It's called uh, Inclusive Gardens in Unconventional Spaces. It's going to be on Thursday from 2 to 3. And uh, it's put on by uh, two friends of ours, actually, Abra Lee and uh, Wamboy Ippolito. I keep messing up her last name. Um, but this is presented through the Lord Cultural Resources and the Garden Conservancy. It's 30 bucks, but if you pay 50 bucks and join the Conservancy, you also get to pick between a membership of Better Homes and Gardens um, and I think Martha Stewart. But if you go online to Garden Conservancy, the details are there. But they're going to talk about... Um, the exploration of cultural richness and diversity of traditions as it's uh, defined in the American gardening world. So that should be a pretty interesting um, seminar. And then our wonderful University of Maryland Extension Office has a couple of neat things coming up this week. A drying food and preservation webinar on the 30th. And also on the 31st, those are two things that are pretty cool. And those are free. You just go on the Extension website, extension.umd.edu, and you can find out uh, more there. The Extension office is doing its best to stay relevant, even in times of COVID, to help us learn what we can do right from our own homes. Now, what's going on in Virginia, Peggy? Well, actually, um, I list, because everything is, so many things are virtual, I start to list on my website a lot of virtual things that are in other states, but they're still applicable to us, and, you know, we can still participate. So I found out that Mount Cuba, which is in Delaware, is offering 10% off their online classes if you purchase an online gardening class between now and August 1st. And mm -hmm. whatever gardening class they have is still relevant to us here. So that's right. a deal. And then on Wednesday, um, th for example, Phipps Conservatory and Botanic Garden and Penn State Extension, they're in Pennsylvania, but Phipps Conservatory has a lot of online classes. So they have one on gardening for pollinators on Wednesday. And then um, the Smithsonian Gardens, of course, have one every Thursday at noon. They have creating compost at noon on Thursday the 30th. And then um, the Pennsylvania Horticulture Society is trying to offer quite a lot of things, especially from Chanticleer. So on Thursday, they're doing a live from Chanticleer, creating beauty in the garden year round. And then, of course, our master gardeners in Northern Virginia have one on water-wise gardening on Friday. And our um, Plant Nova natives in our Audubon Society in Northern Virginia are collaborating to put on a lecture from Rick Dark called Lessons from the living landscape that is our home habitat and this will be a zoom thing at 7 30 at night so i'm um, the more I, every month i list all the um, events that one can attend and it used to be all the in-person ones in the washington dc metro area but now i'm also doing virtual and i'm reaching out into other states in the mid-atlantic area because you know people are pivoting and starting to do a lot more virtual things that we can attend just as well right Right. And and they're all pretty much zone appropriate because the Mid-Atlantic right. encompasses several zones. And that's it uh, for this week. Do you have anything else? 
Well, I think we covered a lot of ground this week. Um, I can't wait for this upcoming weekend. Who knows where I'll end up? (laughs) (laughs) Got to start planning your weekend now. But look at the weather first, you know. Got to go in the morning. It's cool. (laughs) The weather is important to look at, especially with these 100-degree temperatures hanging out Mm -hmm. with us right now. But you know what? It's that time of year. So yes, it's definitely time to go see gardens and be in the garden. Just stay cool. Right. And, and, and consider what bulbs you need to purchase online in advance. So you won't get caught bulbless this fall. That's true. Whatever happened with the seeds in the spring could be happening with the bulbs in the fall. So you got to start right. planting your bulbs. And I'll have a great bulb story for you next weekend. Uh, but you might want to check out Brent and Becky's because they've got bulbs. They've got tons of bulbs. Yep, they're online and they have a catalog and they're in Virginia. So they're great bulb people. Um, and, it, and it's called Brent and Becky's Bulbs. So you can easily find that by Googling it. That's right. That's right. Well, till right. next time. Gardens and Plants is broadcasted every week, and as professional garden communicators, we're excited about sharing what is happening in the D.C. metro area, including Northern Virginia and Maryland suburbs. Visit our websites for more detailed information at pegplant.com and cottageinthecourt.com. We're also very active on social media. You can find me, Peggy, at Pegplant and Terry at Cottage in the Court. Both of us have links to this episode on our websites. Our podcast is available on nine platforms, Apple Podcast, Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Overcast, and Stitcher. We also have an email box at gardensinplantspodcast at gmail.com. Goodbye for now and get in the garden. Bye-bye.